What up, people? It is Sunday, November 6th. My name is B. Hill, and this is the Just My Opinion podcast, so let's talk. Um, It has been a few weeks since the last podcast, so I apologize for the delay. I've had a lot of stuff going on, uh, work-related stuff, personal stuff. I had a couple of deaths in the family. Uh, Not anyone extremely close, but still family is family. Um, so let's jump right into it. Uh, the first thing I want to talk about is Paul Pelosi, who is the husband of Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi. Um, last week, he was brutally attacked in his home uh, by someone wielding a hammer. And reading details of what happened was this person busted out of uh, some windows came into the house and confronted Paul Pelosi at two something in the morning while he was asleep in his bedroom. And he kept asking where Nancy was. Uh, Paul told him that Nancy was not there, that she would be back in a few days because she was in D.C. And uh, Paul was able to call 911 and the police were dispatched. But as the police arrived, um, the man attacked Paul Pelosi and hit him in the head with the hammer, fracturing his skull, and he was knocked unconscious for a few minutes. Um, It's crazy that this even happened, Uh, but it's not surprising, in my opinion. Uh, The vitriol the right has for Democrats and uh, Democratic officials is crazy. Um, if you think about what happened on January 6th, you know, they when these people broke into the Capitol, they were looking for Nancy Pelosi. Uh, the right has villainized Nancy Pelosi um, and made her a target. And they've done this with a lot of the Democratic leaders. And this was a direct result. Uh, if you listen to right-wing media, They'll say that this person was a hippie dude. He was a liberal, blah, 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 which he may have been at one point. But his recent social media over the last year or so shows that he had been radicalized, like most of them have been over the past year or two. And he was a conspiracy theorist. Uh, And that information has been proven based on this guy's own social media posts. So he was another right-wing nut job um, who was violent. And if you listen to the Marjorie Taylor Greens and the Matt Gaces, they always talk about the violent left. Well, I don't recall hearing anyone um, trying to murder someone and say it was in the name of Joe Biden or Democrats. Now, maybe I'm missing something, but I haven't heard of anything like that. And I would think that would be huge news if something like that happened. And even if it did, it's not at the rate of right-wing nut jobs and what they've done. If you look at a lot of the mass shootings that's happened over the past few years, you have people intentionally um, shooting people in the name of conspiracy theories, Republican Party, Trump, etc. So 
uh, what happened to Paul Pelosi is a shame. And the worst part is the mocking of it from the right. Uh, people making fun of it. When, I think it's Steve Scalise. I know his last name is Scalise. Um, was shot, a Republican. I think he's on the Supreme Court. He was shot at a baseball game. The Democrats rallied around Republicans, prayed for this man to make a full recovery. They did not celebrate this. Well, we're in the age now where the right celebrates this kind of violence. Uh, they make fun of it. They mock it. And that's kind of where we are at this point. And also, the number of rumors that were going around right after this happened, which was spread by right-wing media, where they said that uh, this was not uh, attacked based on his political beliefs. It was Paul Pelosi's gay lover. And I've heard that echoed by other people from the right, that it was his gay lover. It had nothing to do with um, Nancy Pelosi or political beliefs or anything like that, which is just not true. But yet it's another conspiracy that these people like to throw out without any actual proof at all. And it's disgusting. Uh, our politics have uh, become so just amazingly disgusting over the past six years. Uh, the level that people will stoop to is unlike anything I've ever seen in my life. Um, also, a few weeks ago, Fox News released this voicemail from uh, President Biden to his son, Hunter. And what you hear on this tape is a compassionate father wanting his son, who has an addiction, to get help. And they try to use that as a negative, that he's weak. And it's, it's a father caring for his son. But yet that's what they show as weakness. And it's just so stupid. It's disgusting the, the depths that these people go through. And they try to release this as some kind of gotcha, but it really backfired because most people saw that as a compassionate uh, father wanting to help his son, unlike the dude we had before. And also there's uh, rumors that Hunter Biden may be prosecuted for some crimes. And at this point, I have not seen where the Biden administration has tried to intervene in that investigation at all because he lets the process uh, play out. And that's the difference between liberals and Republicans, in my opinion. You know, we look at what happened on January 6th and all of these other things. And my thing is, if there's a Democrat that has done something wrong and it's proven, prosecute them. Simple as that. No one is above prosecution. But that should be the same energy that they take uh, on the other side as well. And when I look at things like um, if a Democrat, had, uh, I'm trying to think of it was a black guy who was running for office in Florida. Oh, I cannot think of his name, but he was caught uh, in a room with some drugs, passed out with another man or something like that. And that ruined his political career. 
but yet you have people like Marjorie Taylor Greene, who was caught cheating on her husband, multiple affairs, uh, Matt Gates, who's under investigation for sex trafficking or human trafficking, and they still have their jobs. You know, it, it's the parties are not treated the same in these instances, and it's just, it's not fair. And it's just tiring. This whole process is tiring. And speaking of, um, we have the midterms coming up on Tuesday. And I voted on the first day of early voting and got that out of the way. And I can't wait for this stuff to be over because I'm tired of all the negative ads, the misleading and just plain lying uh, ads that are being televised all over, especially Texas. Um, I, I'm not optimistic in the outlook. Uh, I have a feeling that Republicans will win both the House and the Senate, and if they do, they're going to impeach Biden. Uh, I have no doubt about that. They've already said they would do that. Um, I think it's going to be the end of democracy as we know it. And I hate to be a Debbie Downer, but that's just how I feel, and I pray that I'm wrong. Um, you know, I look at some of the ads that have been displayed, and it's one ad from Greg Abbott where there's a black lady talking about her son that was murdered, which is unfortunate. But she's saying that her son was murdered, and his killer has been released from prison and has committed additional multiple crimes. And if uh, Beto O'Rourke is uh, elected, those things like that will continue to happen. Well, lady, this man was released under Greg Abbott's watch. So how in the hell does that have to do with Beto O'Rourke? It has nothing to do with Beto O'Rourke at all. Um, so it's that kind of stuff that's just very, very irritating uh, and misleading. And then uh, the constant talk about Democrats wanting open borders, which is one of the stupidest things I've heard. Nobody has ever said, just let everybody in. Nobody's ever said that. That's just stupid. Um, and then they continue to talk about this woke culture, which I'm not even sure what that means. But uh, I'm assuming they mean people wanted to be treated equally or learn actual facts and actual history. Um, then they talk about inflation, which is interesting because inflation is a global issue. That's not Biden's fault. And also, these are the same people that voted against a bill that would help fight inflation. And there was a poll done a few weeks ago um, on the top publicly traded oil companies. And the question was, or one of the questions was, what is the main reason oil companies are restraining production despite high oil prices? And majority said, it's because investor pressure to maintain capital discipline, or in shorter terms, greed. That has nothing to do with Biden. If they're just wanting to produce less to drive up the price even though they're making record profits. It's all about greed, so that's not Biden's fault. Uh, also, 
uh, since the last podcast, uh, the last of the January 6th televised hearings was conducted. And it was interesting because one of the narratives from the right has been that Nancy Pelosi failed to deploy the National Guard. And that's something that a lot of people have been saying. It was Nancy Pelosi's fault as Speaker of the House. But there's actual footage of Nancy Pelosi on January 6th on the phone um, trying to get someone to authorize the National Guard to come uh, to the Capitol. And it's not from her lack of trying. It wasn't her responsibility. And some of the same people who are spreading this lie that Nancy Pelosi failed to do anything was in the same room with her while she was on the phone trying to make these calls to the White House or to whoever whoever else she could get to try to get this to happen. So that just further lets you know how the right is a bunch of liars and it's proven. You have people in the room with her when she's on the phone, on speakerphone, trying to get some help, but yet they're telling their constituents that it was Nancy Pelosi's fault she didn't do anything, and they were standing next to her as she was making these phone calls. It's, politics has just gotten so disgusting, and it boils down to power. And honestly, it boils down to mostly power of old white men. They want the power. And if they get it, our democracy will never be the same the rest of my lifetime. Um, We're already starting to lose rights. And that's another interesting thing about politics is how um, the right continues to talk about all these things the left are going to do. But I haven't seen the left take anything away. They're only trying to expand Medicaid, Medicare. Um, They're only trying to expand equal rights. They're only trying to expand education. But the right, they're taking away women's reproductive rights. They're taking away voting rights. Uh, They want to take away um, gay marriage. They're thinking about taking away um, interracial marriage, things like that. So they're only deductive from people's lives and not actually benefiting or expanding people's lives and making them better. And it just, it makes no sense to me why people continue to vote against their own interests. But regardless, it's all about party. I'm about doing what's right for the masses and not necessarily me individually. You know, I've always been one to look out for what's best for everybody and not necessarily me personally. But, uh, you know, it's it's very, very tiring that every single election since Obama's first term has to have record turnout so our country doesn't turn to shit. But I think it may be catching up to us and we'll find out this week. And I pray that I'm wrong. But I am not optimistic about of the midterms. Uh, Also with early voting in Arizona, at one of their drop boxes, they had armed men in masks monitoring one of the drop boxes. And it's just another form of voter intimidation. 
uh, they had their license plate covered on their vehicle. And when somebody tried to remove the, the cover, they were assaulted by these men. But yet these men were taking pictures of other people's license plates. Um, and I think similar things have happened in other states where they're trying to intimidate people from voting. My brother even said here, not this election, but in the previous election that uh, there were poll workers at the place he voted at and they were videotaping people and taking people's picture. And I didn't have that issue. Um, I wouldn't be intimidated either way if it was someone armed or not. That doesn't intimidate me. I'm still going to do what I need to do because it's way too important. Uh, but again, there's only one side that is doing that kind of stuff. And I guarantee they're going to come out. There's going to be some issues with voting. Uh, I just saw a couple of stories where uh, I can't think of the state where a lady said her son turned 18 and this was his first time voting. They rejected his, uh, his ballot because they couldn't verify the signature. She said they filled out the affidavit, did everything they were supposed to, and his ballot was still rejected. I think we're going to see a lot more of that in this election um, as they try to rig it once again. So it's just, I'll be glad to get this over with. Either way, whatever happens, happens. But it, the past, the previous administration has changed um, our country for the foreseeable future with all of the um, false allegations of voter fraud and all of that stuff. It's just, it's changed for the rest of my lifetime, I'm sure. And if these people are not prosecuted um, for their crimes, democracy is gone. It, it's just gone because people will continue to feel like they can do whatever they want to do with no repercussions. There has to be some repercussions and there has to be some soon because the longer we go, with nothing being done and none of these people in Congress that had part in January 6th, um, the documents that was at Mar-a-Lago that, I mean, to me, that should be an open and shut case. He was not allowed to have the documents. He had them and refused to give them back and he had to get a subpoena. What the hell are you waiting on to prosecute this nonsense? The longer it goes on, the worse it's going to get. Um, but also... Kanye West is in the news again for making his anti-Semitic remarks. Uh, he lost a lot of his endorsements. Uh, Adidas cut ties with him. Um, a lot of other companies, I think his record label cut ties with him. And he also said that he's spreading this false narrative that George Floyd died from a fentanyl overdose, which contradicts the autopsy. But He's listening to Candace Owens and that troll. Um, but once he was called out, he started losing money. Then he issued his apology and had the nerve to say after he lost all his money, he's not considered a billionaire anymore after the loss of the Adidas endorsement. And he said that now he knows what it feels like to have a knee on his neck. Man, get the hell out of here. I stopped supporting Kanye a long time ago, especially after the 
presidential election where he ran for president only to draw um, Democratic votes to him and take them away from Biden so Trump can win. I'll never support anything Kanye does. Most likely the rest of my life. That would have to be some kind of huge change in order for me to buy Kanye music. I'd never buy his shoes. They ugly anyway. But I'd never support anything that Kanye does for the foreseeable future if he continues down this path. I'm done with that dude. Uh, then Elon Musk has taken over Twitter. And within the first couple of days, the use of the N-word increased by over 200%. That's not ironic. You know, people feel like now they have the freedom to really say what they want to say. And it seems like they've been wanting to say the N-word, but Twitter previously would not allow them to do it. But now a 200% rise in the use of the N-word since Elon Musk has taken over. Um, and he fired a good portion of his staff over the past few days too and one man shared the email he got and it was a meme of Elon Musk and it says something to the effect of your time has come to an end you're fired and that's all it said and he thought it was a joke and HR confirmed that it was legit he had been fired um, Elon is your typical arrogant rich douchebag who thinks he's untouchable. So, uh, I'm glad I don't have Twitter. I could give a damn about Twitter. I don't care about Instagram or anything. I do have Facebook and that's it. But the rest of these platforms, um, oh, I do have a TikTok, but I don't post anything. I just kind of scroll and look. But Elon Musk taking over Twitter is, um, I mean, it is what it is, but I think it's going to be a shit show. And so far, from what I understand, it has been since he took over. It's kind of like a free-for-all. Unfortunately, uh, the rapper Takeoff from the Migos was murdered in Houston last week. Um, it's very unfortunate because, of course, he was killed by another black man. And the one thing I wish the hip-hop culture would get away from uh, is this whole check-in culture when you go somewhere. You have to check in with the, quote, OGs or whatever when you go to a different city. And the black people, the hip-hop community is the only community I know of that has that um, requirement, non-official requirement. And there's a lot of rumors going around uh, about who was involved in his murder, but it's on video. So there's a prominent family in Houston that <laughs> seem untouchable, but they may be touchable with this. I don't know how they'll get away from this one. Uh, they have been untouchable up to this point. And it's a it's an interesting situation, but I hope whoever was involved um, gets charged, and you know they find out this is a very unfortunate 
unfortunate incident and senseless murder. Uh, my understanding is he was trying to mediate uh, an argument between other people, but I mean, I don't know. But it's just unfortunate that uh, this young man, I think he was 27, 28 years old, is going over some nonsense. And, you know, I saw a dude that had a shirt on that says, I wish black lives matter to black people. And as much as I dislike that, it's true. It's just true. You know, we get mad when a white cop kills a black person and we go protest. But this stuff, this senseless stuff, it has got to stop in this culture of checking in and all of this other nonsense. It's, it's got to stop. People should be able to go where they want to go without this uh, these type of issues. And then some local schools here sent home DNA kits to students just in case something happens at the school and they need to be identified. Uh, to me, that's a horrible thing to have to deal with as a parent. And it's like, is that something you really want to participate in or not? Uh, but after the Uvalde shooting, you know, some of those kids weren't even, their bodies weren't even able to be identified. So I can see why it may be necessary, but just to think about it is, is disheartening and it's heartbreaking for the parents. Um, but yet we have schools sending these DNA kits home for incidents that could occur. And we have a current governor who loosened the gun carry laws in the state and bragged about it. Uh, then on to some things I saw on TikTok that seemed to be somewhat controversial. A woman was talking about how at her job that people with kids get preferential treatment. Uh, when it comes to like vacation and is that fair or not and her incident was she had already pre-planned some time off around the holidays it was approved months in advance and the week before uh, her boss came to her and said that a lady who has two kids wanted to take her kids to some type of theme park out of state and wanted that the same time off and they were asking her if she would be willing to uh, forego her time to allow this other person off if she said no. I don't blame her one bit. Regardless if I had kids or not, I've had this issue in the workplace before as well. And their time is no more important than mine. It's not my fault that you didn't plan ahead. Um, and you shouldn't get special treatment over me because I don't have kids. I have a life. I have other things to do. Or even if I just plan to sit at home by myself, that's my business. You need to plan better. And a similar issue with the lady on a plane. Um, she had she was sitting in first class. She said she had saved her money just so she could fly first class and have that experience. And she was asked if she would give up her seat so a family could sit together. She said no. And they made her seem like the villain. And again, she paid her money for that particular seat 
It is not her fault that the other people plan poorly. You know, somebody else's poor planning is not her emergency. And I don't blame her one bit. And it's always interesting to read the comments um, to see where people stand on these issues and to get a different perspective. But, you know, both of these situations, it was poor planning on the other people's part. Why should that person be penalized for somebody else's poor planning? And then there was a, this guy had posted a copy of a text message he received from a young lady that he had been talking to. And the message said that she was short about $2,000 for her son's birthday party and asked if he could send it to her. And he said, well, why would I do that? And she said, because the lady you're pursuing has a child and they're a package deal. His response was, well, you may need to have some cake and ice cream at the house. I'm 100% behind that dude. Because what this whole dating thing nowadays has been very interesting. And I'm dating now. uh, And I'm very particular about the females I choose to engage with and talk to. Um, because of that type of mentality. And, you know, I, I see a lot of comments about, well, the man must be broke and all this kind of stuff. And what makes you think he's broke? Just because he doesn't want to send you $2,000. Obviously, you don't have the $2,000. You're the broke one. And then there was another, uh, a guy posted another text message from a girl he met. And they were talking back and forth, and they were just trying to see the mindset of each other. And she, he asked what she was looking for, and she was saying, uh, you know, she wanted to get married eventually and all of that stuff, and uh, expected a man to take her out on nice dates. And he said, well, what's the, the perfect first date for you? And she said, a nice restaurant, you know, nothing crazy. And... His response was a bit much, but I understand where he's coming from. His response was, okay, well, are you paying? And she was like, 